0: Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self healers. Together, we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey one step at a time. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. You're listening to The Art of Podcast, and this is episode number 10. Well, welcome back to The Art of Podcast. I am Leah Fisher, I am your host, and We are going forward with this discussion and looking at creativity and healing. And this resource that I'm bringing to you today is just, I mean, completely spectacular. I've been kind of chomping at the bit to really get to the point where I can bring this resource. Everything that I've done, the past episodes kind of lead up to this. And so... I really wanted to lay a little bit of a foundation for people to think about, think about their meditation practice and think about how they deal with their emotions and how they're showing up as themselves for themselves, because all of this is really going to culminate into my discussion today. Okay, so what I'm reviewing today is Joe Dispenza and primarily his series on Gaia TV which is called Rewired and um <laughs> I have watched this I think this is the third time and I spent the majority of my week this week really going back and watching this again because it's so packed full of powerful information that it's not something that I really integrated the first time that I watched it now I got a lot out of it the first time I watched it but I could probably watch it a hundred more times and um, and that would be just fine. I think that would sort of be just fine. So I do want to start out by saying that there's a lot of information here. And obviously I'm no doctor. I'm not a licensed therapist. You know, uh, my goal as a healing curator is to bring you enough information so that it whets your appetite for wanting more, right? So, um, please forgive me if I stumble around a bit here because there is some scientific information and some, some theory that I am not qualified to really, you know, talk about in depth, but I do think I can give you a big picture enough of a picture that you will be interested in might want to go forward to investigate for yourself. And I think that that's really the point here, right? Is that you take responsibility for your own healing, because I'm not going to do it for you. <laughs> and nobody's going to do it for you. You know, even a therapist, they go and they listen, but they They expect you to implement new thought and new technique into your own life. And, you know, uh, it does seem daunting. I know I have definitely wanted someone to come in and fix my life before, but really taking responsibility for your own healing in your own life, it just, it equals power. And talking about power, this is really what this whole series on Gaia TV with Joe Dispenza is about. So, firstly, let me tell you a little bit about who Joe Dispenza is, if you've never heard of him. He is um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he's a chiropractor, he's a neuroscientist. He does international lectures all over the world. He's a researcher and author of several books, but the two that I have been most familiar with are Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and Becoming Supernatural. And he really, his life's work is about the science of change and how we actually get there uh, emotionally, spiritually, financially, and physically. And lots of people are out there talking about change, but he is a little bit different, in my opinion, because he is proposing that we can do this without limits, whether it's a physical illness or a really dire relationship issue or whatever the problem du jour is, he is saying you do have the power to change it. So it's pretty exciting. And that's he he really goes around the world just uh, bringing that message to people and very concrete ways in order to do that. So um, I love him because what this podcast is about is is exactly that right it's it's about transforming and reinventing yourself and and creating your life and your art whatever that art may be and getting to a place where you can create because i it's it's very hard to be in that creative space when you don't feel good and things aren't going well in your life And you're just surviving, right? So, uh, some people might call this manifestation, you know, I think this is a very trendy word, which I completely love to study, but you know, uh, the law of attraction, this, the movies, if you ever watch the movies, the secret or what the bleep do we know? Anyway, this is very much along the lines of that. However, you know those movies came out a long time ago, and people have really been putting the the effort into saying, okay, we we know that the law of attraction is out there, but it's not maybe maybe as simple as thinking a thought and then something comes into your life, right? I think a lot of us that watch that movie or have done vision boards have also often said, okay, I did all this, and some of this is manifest, and some some hasn't, and. The really big things those are the things that that tend not to like okay like say we want a million dollars okay and we might have gotten a lot of little things like a job promotion or a new relationship or you know who who knows but the really big things maybe reversing an illness or who knows who knows you know those things because of the way we believe about them tend to take time or not manifest at all because of our limiting self-beliefs around it, right? So this is what I'm reviewing today. It's it's a show called Rewired. It's on Gaia TV with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Rewired um, or Gaia, but you can get there I'm going to put the link in my show notes, but they have a seven-day free trial, which is plenty of time to watch this series because it's about it's about six and a half hours long, Um, and you can cancel your your seven-day free trial if you want to. Or it's eleven dollars a month, and I would definitely you know invest in that membership because I watch a lot of Gaia TV. That just there's a lot of information on there. Very high vibrating current conversations and shows about spirituality and growth and health. And I think you'll really like it, but you can find Gaia there. It's called rewired. And as I said, it's six, about six hours long and the episodes are about 25 minutes long. So, you know, I mean, maybe just like a little bit less reality TV and just a little bit more Gaia might be a really promising, uh, enlightening activity and it might bring something to your life that wasn't there before. But so what is rewired? It's explaining exactly how our thoughts impact our lives. We, we know that our, that our thoughts have an impact on us, but do we, do we really know this? Because if we really bought into the belief that our, Thoughts create our reality. Wouldn't we watch them a little more closely? And everything that we think and everything that we say is is part of creating our current reality, right? But I, I just don't know that we that we really buy into this because when I talk to someone or, or when I look at my life, I will often. Look at the outer circumstances and say, that is what is causing my emotion. And that is what is shaping and, and kind of ruling over my life. Um, but this, this series really goes in depth about how it's actually quite the opposite that everything we think is extremely important and can work in our favor Or work against us, and we are the ones that are in control of that. And um, he brings a lot of science to the table of exactly how this works. So I think when people are like, "Oh, you know, your thoughts create your reality. Thoughts are things," we we tend not to believe it because if if I said, "Okay, I'd like to have." Um, A yacht. (laughs) And if the yacht doesn't appear in that day, that's pretty hard evidence that, okay, obviously my thoughts don't become things, but there's a lot of science as to why that doesn't happen. And he goes into it. I mean, at length in this documentary, um, I'm going to basically just give you a summary of the series. You might hear me shuffling around papers because I have eight pages of notes here. So, I I'd like to say that I'm just doing all this off the cuff, but it's a lot of information, and I, I just really want to get you guys interested to go over there and check it out. So, um, so he he starts out by talking about our brains and and the function of our brains and how. It is linked to our current reality, to the events that are happening in our lives, the relationships we're having in our lives, the the opportunities we're having in our lives. And he, he starts out by talking about two areas of the brain. Okay. There's the cortex, which is the front of the brain, the prefrontal cortex that is in charge of thinking and learning and researching problem solving. And yes, creativity, my favorite And then there's also the limbic brain, which is really more part of the autonomic nervous system, which is your automatic nervous system. And it is related to your emotions and your feelings. Now, why is this important? Um, Because our experiences, we interpret them through our emotions. So our limbic brain is linked to our experiences. When we, when we have an emotion. We learn that we either avoid that emotion or we do the experience again. We do the activity again in order to create a positive emotion. This is what we call learning and learning is very, very good. We, um, learning keeps us alive, right? So like, say we were learning to walk when we were very, very small, we, got the positive benefits of that. We got to go across the room. We got to go to our mom or our dad. We got autonomy. It was fun. We were doing what everyone else else was doing. So it really gets integrated in our brain when we get positively reinforced by our emotions, by things that we experience, right? So we are really good at this. We are really good at learning our, our brains when it goes from the front of our brain to our cortex into our limbic system and then working together we learn very fast what is positive for us and what's negative for us but the problem is is that sometimes we learn that things are dangerous or painful when we're very young and we don't yet have a developed Prefrontal cortex, because that really doesn't happen until we're 25. So we learn at a very young age when we're very suggestible to be afraid of things that aren't necessarily scary, but we might have to, it might be scary at the time and it might be a survival instinct at the time. But in our adult life, when we're trying to create the lives we want, being scared of things that we are scared of when we are children. It may not be adaptive, right? But we are still working from that limbic brain. Like say you had a very angry father that you needed to be buttoned up and don't talk and don't don't express your emotions. Um, You learned that if you were very emotional, that you got very negative feedback from that. So you learned not to be emotional, to keep everything inside. So when you're an adult and you are in a relationship and trying to, to relate to someone, uh, and be a, a pleaser and just be good all the time. Sometimes, um, showing emotions is, is very, very appropriate in an intimate relationship. But if you were conditioned that it was bad, your partner may not like that very much. Right. So the good news is, is that we have the ability to change that, um, and this is kind of what this is about, but the physical thing that's going on during all this, during this learning is every time you have an emotion and you learn something, the physical structure of your brain, it changes. So every time you have a thought, a neuron in your brain, which is the cell in our brain, they look like these like crazy, like, uh, like space creatures, kind of. they, they reach out and they connect to each other. So if I have a thought, a new thought, like as a kid, like, Oh, it's scary to show my emotions. There's a neuron that has a biochemical reaction that happens to the emotions that connects to another neuron. And it creates these connective pathways in our brains. So like, if you look at a brain, then it's very grooved, right? Uh, those are neurons that have been reinforced and reinforced and reinforced over time and they get very deep and they get very strong and these become our beliefs and this is where we react from the things we know, right? So if you are trying to relearn some belief and reprogram your brain or rewire your brain, then it's you have to think new thoughts, right? You have to become aware of the ones that aren't serving you and the ones that aren't working and replace them with new ones. Now, this is very difficult because all those old thoughts and all those things that you know and that you've learned and have become automatic um, and they're not necessarily associated with the prefrontal cortex, you don't have to think about driving, you don't have to think about walking. But if you want to change a a pattern like overeating or being reactive in a relationship, you have to learn a new thought and a new behavior and your brain actually has to change structure. The neurons have to every time you have that new thought, it has to reconnect to another neuron. And the grooves and the thought, it's not very reinforced. It's it's very new. So what we're really talking about here is making, changing your subconscious thoughts. And I don't know if a lot of you have seen the iceberg, you know, that 5% of our thoughts are conscious. That means that we're aware of them and 95% of the thoughts that we have, 95% of what we No, and our thoughts are automatic in our brain and we don't think about them. So if we learn something one time and never think about it, we're always going to have the same reactions. And if we have different circumstances in our life, or if we want something different, then we're still kind of reacting from that subconscious belief, right? I hope I'm making myself clear about that. Now, the 5%, the conscious thinking, that's something that we can play with. And an interesting fact that he talks about in the documentary is that out of that 5% of our conscious thoughts, 90% of what we're thinking is actually the same thoughts that we had the day before. So the things we remediate on, the things that we, our resentments, our worries, the things we have to do, the self-deprecating thoughts, these are thoughts that we're having over and over and over again, that we're integrating into our subconscious belief. So why does that even matter? Well, given that, you know, most of our thoughts that are conscious are, are kind of the same and our subconscious thoughts are automatic well, look at your life, you know, have you, have you ever heard the, the term Groundhog's Day? Like everything's just kind of the same and and why does everything keep on showing up like this? Well, this is why. This is exactly why, because we're having basically the same thoughts and it's hard to have different thoughts because our brain takes a second to biochemically adapt to a new thought. So this is the work of Joe Dispenza and, and this documentary, how to consciously choose our thoughts. And this is not new information. I mean, this is the information that we hear all the time when I mean, we I've heard this forever, but I really couldn't get a handle on, okay, well, how exactly does that happen? You know, um, affirmations are great and you know, they're definitely not negative, but just because you do affirmations doesn't mean that things change automatically. Right. So he really gives us a framework here. Um, and how does he want us to do this? Uh, well, of course meditation, (laughs) you know, I, that's why I did a couple episodes on meditation because if you're not in a regular practice, maybe I hope that inspired you to double in that a bit because, this, this technique that Joe is proposing is very heavily weighted in it, but it's very on purpose. And what I love is that he gives you the science about why meditation is, is very important and very effective because I think um, a lot of us will just have thoughts about, I can't meditate when I sit down, I just can't turn my mind off. Well, that is exactly the point, my friends. That is exactly the point. All those thoughts that you can't get away from, all those worries, all that stuff, that is what is fueling the results of your life. So meditation is the opportunity to learn how to train your brain to calm the hell down and give you some space in order to choose your thoughts. Do you know how powerful this is? (laughs) So he really talks about another thing that's so cliche, but I mean, the way he puts it and the science he backs it up with is he says that we try to control our emotions and our pain by, let's see, we try to control our emotions and our pain by looking at the known past and looking towards the predictable future right we want to look at the past and then get into the future to try to try to mitigate our pain but what is important is learning to be in the present moment, right? How many times have we heard this? How many times have you heard this? Now, this is very hard because your brain is for a long time has been trained to be in that flight or fight state where we're always on alert. We call it anxiety, right? Um, And when it gets tired, we call it depression. But we have our, our brain, our neurons are connected to be in this high alert state all the time. And he really goes into what that looks like in our body and how maladaptive it is, about how being chaotic and it, it doesn't, it is in our front brain so much in our thinking, analyzing brain that it never lets our body and our mind rest. And it causes not only chaos in our outward circumstances, but also really is just um, causing all kinds of problems physically. Essentially, every physical disease that you can think of is is linked to this overactive thinking and our body reacting to it on a biochemical level. So he has a very um, much a, a formula for this. I'll go a little bit into it, but really you should watch the the series because it, it has so much information and it, it's something that I'm definitely have been practicing over the past few days, but okay. So he, he wants us to calm our body and our minds down. Um, our goal is to get to very little analytical thinking and What happens for me when I, when I start doing this is my emotions start coming up. And that's why I did this episode on episode number nine about emotions and about letting them process through your body when they arise, because when you're trying to meditate, you will be thinking, and then your body will create an emotion and it will want you to stop. So I give some, a couple of really good resources in episode number nine. And also, um, I think five and six were the meditation episodes. So it might be useful to go back and do a little work there, but it's absolutely not necessary. Joe really kind of goes in depth about how to deal with some of that stuff. Okay. So after you've relaxed and you're in your, and you're decided you're going to meditate, you, You decide you're going to make a change that, um, you are going to trade the known, which is the pain and certainty of your life for the unknown, which is possibility. And our body will, will protest to this. This is why starting to, to meditate is, is hard. You just know that what you are going to go through, um, the racing thoughts, the uncomfortable body feelings, the urge to get up and run the, this is all so very normal. This doesn't mean that you can't meditate. It just means that you are kind of in the human condition, right? But we're, we're trying to get out of that pattern because we want something different in our life. So committing to, to really practicing your meditation and every time that you are in meditation and your, your mind wanders and then you bring it back. This is a victory. This is a victory. Every time you do that, there's one of those little neurons reconnecting to another neuron. You're learning a new skill and, so this takes this takes some practice, but it's completely doable. You can definitely do it. Um, he also talks about you writing your intentions down and also writing down the the protesting thoughts that come up around what your intention is. Why? What does your brain tell you whenever you you set an intention, and why does your brain tell you it's not possible in your life? Um. So after you do that, you really go into a meditative practice and I'm not going to really go through his meditative process with you, uh, because I, first of all, I would just butcher it (laughs) to pieces, but the documentary really does a great job, especially episode number 13, I think. But the purpose of the, the meditation is to achieve, uh, brain coherence which just means that I mean he really explains it very in depth and about the brain waves and what it feels like to be at uh having beta brain waves which are very chaotic which are associated with the prefrontal cortex and thinking and then really our goal is to get into alpha and theta and ultimately gamma but really he's just showing you what the brain does whenever you meditate and get into a transcendent state so he really gives you all the science behind it. it it's it's just it's fascinating to look at but that's the goal of the meditation so that you can have the brain coherence along with heart coherence because the brain and the heart are very much connected and when they are symbiotic and working together, this is where all the magic happens. Um, this is where you have the transcendent experience and and this is also when you can quiet your thinking and be your true self just in the present moment, this is the space of creation. this is where, We cultivate the ability to manifest a, an emotion that sends out a frequency to other frequencies in the universe that match our vibration. Because everything we have in our life right now, everything has a vibration and everything that you're bringing to you. That's where you match the energy like energies attract like energies. So he teaches you how to increase your frequency, and that's through the meditation, with the ultimate goal of your heart and your brain working together. So this is really beautiful. It really pulls together every bit of information I've ever read or studied about manifestation, and it uh, it puts the it puts the logic behind it. It puts, puts the science behind it. It it makes me more motivated to meditate because I, I really, my practice has always been, well, I want to feel a little better and I know it's good for me, but I didn't, I don't think I really had a grasp on how powerful it can be. And so because I am studying creativity and, and learning how to cultivate power instead in my life instead of being the victim of my circumstances. This just really hit home for me and um I just felt really motivated to share it with you guys, you know. I mean, and for my people who are really into meditation, maybe you kind of have this spiritual practice and and you're like, "Oh, you know, I I understand this and I understand the 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 transcendental experience and i meditate all the time and you know i think that you would probably get something out of this as well because he goes in depth about the pineal gland which is basically what ancient mystics would call like the third eye it's right in the middle of our brain it produces the chemicals that um produce visions in our head and and a lot of the people who are doing ayahuasca and things like that uh The pineal gland is directly related to DMT, which is the chemical that uh, people are experiencing when they're doing ayahuasca. But our body has it naturally and we don't necessarily need it to like, you know, an ayahuasca ceremony to access the gifts that DMT can give us. Uh, You know, I mean, more power to you if that's what you're out there doing. You know, I know that it's helped a lot of people. Um, But there are ways to reach that transcendent state without a little bit of magic mushroom or some ayahuasca or DMT. And he really goes into uh, a meditation practice and and a breathing technique. I've never heard of it before, but how to stimulate the pineal gland. it's, It's pretty cool. So all my people who are just kind of already deep in this, I think that you'll get a lot out of what... He says, too, because a lot of the things that you intuitively know, he just really brings the science home behind it. Um, And people that are dealing with very severe health issues. I mean, at his retreats, I mean, there are people that are reversing Parkinson's and cancer and MS and, of course, anxiety and depression and anything, any disease in our body is because our body is not regulated. It's not coherent. So developing the skill of brain and heart coherence can definitely help with um, with curing diseases. And, you know, if, if you don't believe that our thoughts affect our physical health, I mean, do you know about the placebo effect? <laughs> I think this is something they always teach you in, I don't know, like ninth grade biology. But if you give two Groups of people in a double blind study, a sugar pill, um, half of them will in, you know, and they have some disease, like say they have uh, I mean, who knows, like eczema, right? And they believe they're getting a trial drug. Uh, half of them will, I don't know about half of them. And again, I'm not a stat, I'm not, I'm not huge into t- t- statistics, but he does talk about this a lot in the show. But like people will get better just because they believe that they're taking a medication. Now, why that is relevant is because if these people are taking a sugar pill, do they need the sugar pill? If their thoughts are telling them they're getting better and they're getting treated and they get treated. So that's what that's all about around the health. And and he has um, several episodes that he really goes into health issues. And again, I'm not a doctor, so... I just won't butcher what he's about to tell you, but if you're dealing with some kind of chronic illness or something that's just mildly irritating, this would be very useful in my opinion. So (laughs) that was a mouthful. And, you know, I, I hope that I at least got you interested and set and piqued your, your interest a little bit and, I hope you want to go to Gaia TV, remember, linked in the show notes, and investigate this documentary for yourself. I think you will be blown away by it, just like I have been. Uh, I kind of want to just have this thing on repeat all the time. Because think about this think about really having agency over your thoughts and your emotions, not being addicted to your emotions and a slave to your circumstances, what would you do in your life? What would you do in your life? We, we, sometimes we don't even think about it because we just kind of in our hearts know that we can't, you know, that we have limitations, but let me tell you something. I think Joe just kind of blows that, that uh, thinking out of the water. So I'm going to be working on this for the next several weeks and uh, please reach out to me. If, if you are going to investigate this, it might be a possibility if you start now that we might have an update on the show and I might have you as a guest, right? Oh, and I just want to put out there into the universe that I really feel like I want to interview Joe Dispenza. So Joe, if you're listening, you're invited to be on the art of podcast. <laughs> um, so whew, that was a lot. And I'm going to leave you here and as always, everything that I mentioned is going to be linked in the show notes. If you have any questions about this podcast, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at Leah Fisher art. And I also have a newsletter that is linked in the show notes and you can sign up there. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, Please go and give it a five-star review and even better, a written review. This is how this podcast is distributed and how it alerts Apple that people are listening and this is valuable information. And if it really, really just touched you and you got inspired by this, please send it to a friend because the more listeners, the more I talk, and I guess we all want that. I don't know. You're still listening, so... I guess so. (laughs) Anyway, that is all for today and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for being here.